0: Hola, ¿cómo está usted? <laughs> so sadly, my birthday week has come to an end. It was like Mardi Gras, but for seven days and not celebrating Mardi Gras, but celebrating my birthday. I worked on my birthday, which was Wednesday, and my co-workers got me cake and decorated my area. So that was a really great start to my birthday week. Thursday I went out to eat with my mother and sister and we'll talk about that later and we watched an awful movie. I will also talk about that later. Then I had a party with some friends and we did karaoke and I ate so much food and I sang. (sighs) Why can't I remember anything I sang but I remember that some of my friends they were singing the seven things i hate about you your hair your nose your mouth that song by i think miley cyrus and i don't even think that that's the way that song goes but one of my friends was holding their ears and that was amazing so that was one for the books i i sing everything though i I sang starships were meant to fly hands up and touch the sky Mm-hmm. Just we're so high, Mm-mm. we're higher than a motherfucker. By M- Maggie, M- um, Nicki Minaj, um, nikki Minaj, I sang that amongst other things. Amongst other things, Gautier, somebody that I used to know, Adele, and then of course some Stevie Nicks. You know that had to happen. Yeah, I had a whole list. I went there with a whole list. Actually, let me get my list and I'll read it to you. If I could have like a vault of secret and important things, this would be part of it. This would be like my declaration of independence. So I have show me love. Somebody who loves me. Um, It's not right, but it's okay. Um, Actually, let me let me sing from the beginning here. Okay, so I have you got to show me love. And then I have somebody who loves me. Um, That's dance with somebody with somebody and then i have it's not right but it's okay whitney houston rocks um i have what about love and then i have <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> and what you loved. amazing song um just took me a minute and i have hello Oh, but actually we couldn't sing Hello because my friend's karaoke machine, it's like a Filipino karaoke machine and it's called Happy Oki and it only goes up to like 2010. So we couldn't do Hello um, not, uh, or When You Were Young, When We Were Young by Adele. When we were young. Um, but we did sing, why don't you remember? Ah. Love that song. I sort of kind of wanted to cry, but I couldn't because it's my birthday. And then Starships and then Bohemian Rhapsody. I see a little silhouette of a man. Scaramouche, scaramouche. Can you do the fandango? Thunderbolts and lightning. Very, very frightening. Mm, galileo, galileo. So and I love screaming because that gives me like the opportunity to to scream and nobody can really tell me not to. I did that at the club once. Not the not at the club. We were at a bar in Hoboken and everybody looked at us and then they were just silent. They were just silent after that. Nobody clapped or anything. And then, what's love got to do, got to do with it? And then, um, loving you is easy cause you're beautiful. Doodle, do, 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 ah. And then we have, um, now you're just somebody that I used to know somebody. Love that song. And then, ain't no holler back girl, ain't no holler back girl. Few times I've been around that track, because it's not just going to be down like that, because ain't no holler back girl. We didn't even get the time to do that. But then I have Fergie Big Girls, don't cry. Don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. No, 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 no. We could play jacks with your cards. I, I'm like a little, I... I... Um, I'll be your best friend and you'll be mine on time. Yes, you can hold my hand if you want to, 'cause I wanna hold yours too. Amazing. And then we did glamorous and that was like G L A M and I was like, Luda, um, linen golden diamond rings, you know it. That's definitely her part. And then Luda comes in later. Um, but then, clumsy, we didn't get to, or London Bridge, or and we'd also didn't get. Time after time, if you're lost, and you will, and you will find me. Time after time, time after time. Um, and then I also want to say, I see your true colors. That's why I love you. But then my friend bought Portuguese food, and there was like pizza. So you know that that's where. That's where most of my time was focused on. It was on the food. And sadly, I didn't get to finish all these songs. But I sang them for you. So I get to live out part of the dream right now. So let me continue. I hope you enjoyed that. It was supposed to be American Idol 2020. But because of COVID, I couldn't couldn't win this year. So there's always next year, everybody. There's always next, next year. There's always next year. And then I went to a steakhouse with my dad and he saw that there was like a lunch special online and then he was um asking the waiter a bunch of questions about the special and then the waiter told us that the special because they have in like small print the special wasn't for that day and then my dad was like you know starting to get a little antsy because like when soprans want to get a discount and we have it set that you know we should have the discount and we don't see the small print like we're ready to fight for it But the guy was really sweet and then he ended up buying me. He gave me like a manager special and like gave me like an apple pie and ice cream for free which is like $15. So that was really sweet. And I was going to cry there again. And then um, me and my family watched a bunch of awful movies and I will talk about them later as well. And then I went out to eat with a friend on Monday and that was so sweet. And they gave me one of those little fireworks that don't like blast off and I ate... Molten lava cake, and that was amazing. And I laughed, we laughed, and that was a ball. So let's me move. It's been just honestly not only a perfect birthday, but a perfect birthday week. And I'm just so grateful, so blessed, so happy. And all the people that are in my life, I love you guys, and everybody who's listening to this podcast, I love you. I also had a friend that got me like a, it was like my podcast on like a plexiglass square and it's the coolest thing ever and I love it but yeah this podcast is my baby and who's calling who's calling right now during my during my speech (laughs) because I could have been crying and everything and then the phone's gonna go off it's probably the guy called about some bikes some guy selling bikes out of his car in my neighborhood and it looks like a trap like I'm not gonna lie it looks like a trap but I gave him a call but when he called his name on the phone was like down neck down neck so I don't know what that's about and I don't know how did he get these bikes it says brand new bikes so it's either he owned the shop during COVID and couldn't like sell the bikes and I I I disbelieve I don't believe that I don't believe that in the slightest I think he probably like kicked children off their bikes and then stole them even though that they're adult bikes I don't know it just looks very sketchy to me but I try to buy one off him and he's really just selling it for like the price online so I'm not gonna do that you know what I'm saying I'd rather buy it online and not have the chance of like getting Mary napped you know what I'm saying so yeah I had a great birthday week that was that was Papping. pappin with an a sorry I'm reading a, a book right now so um me and my family went it was me my mom and my sister and we went to a tiki bar and I said you know it's my birthday YOLO You only live once And you also only die once so that really you know that does like you know that equal sign with the little slash through it they sort of kind of balance each other out so i mean i used to live by that i still live by that but then i also think about i only die i only live once but i also only die once so it's just something to be weary about you know the saying doesn't talk about the small print so we went to a tiki bar and they have like a menu of drinks and there's like different severities there's like the shipwreck the dirty dolphin the one the peg-legged man the uh the titanic they have like a bunch of um like ocean flavored drinks but not flavored just named actually and they have like little icons little they look like little emojis but fake emojis so emojis and they have like little emojis about how severe the drink is and i got the zombie and that's like the most severe one and there's like um like two little coconuts, if it's like one coconut, if it's like eh, two coconuts, if it's like, oh, you're going to feel this one, three coconuts, if it's like, you know, wow, you're really going to get twisted, and then it's like the fourth one, it's like a skull and crossbones, and that's the one I chose, and it's called The Zombie, and I like hate the taste of alcohol, like it's fun to feel it, like I like just to, you know, feel a little loosey-goosey, that's fun when I'm with my friends, Or like if when there's music involved and stuff like that, but I really like, I don't know how people can drink it for fun, I mean, other than drinking it for fun, I mean, like, they like the taste and they drink it with meals and stuff like that. I like actually hate the taste of alcohol. And as I'm getting older, it's just worse and worse. And it's like the little hangy ball in the back of my throat. It's like whenever I try to drink, I'm like pushing it down. And my the hangy ball is like pushing it forward. There's, I know there's a real name for it, but the hangy ball is cooler. And you get what I'm saying. You know, if I say the the friggin' Larynx or whatever, you're like, what is she talking about? So you guys know what I'm talking about when I say the hangy ball. So it just pushes it forward every time. And it's like tough for me to like down tequila now. So and then so I got this I got the the skull and crossbones drink the the zombie you know floating in a cave cavern that was that's what it was called something like that and I I couldn't feel my arms again so this is like a reoccurring thing I know I spoke about it in a previous a previous not previous a previous podcast that why am I out of breath just talking right now? This is crazy to me. I'm out of breath. Ugh. It's like I walked upstairs, but I'm just sitting down. Um, so I spoke about that in a previous broadcast, uh, podcast, broadcast, podcast. That I couldn't feel my arms when I was at that barbecue, and now I drank the zombie drink, but I got instead of rum, I got vodka. Unless I'm had a mm, last time I had a uh, has a funny name margarita a marg yeah and i couldn't feel my arms so i think there's actually something wrong with me so it's all fun and games until you can't feel your arms and i thought it was just one time and it's like eh, one time it, are you really even sick if it only happens one time so i'm gonna go to the doctor and find out about that because it could be neuropathy arm neuropathy or something like that there's like a more scientific name but i have a feeling something's wrong because now every time i drink it's like It's like, I feel like Spongebob when he gets those fake arms, those fake muscular arms, and then he pops them and it's just his arms are under there, like his little skimpy small arms. That's what it feels like. So I think there's something wrong. So I pushed my luck for my birthday, but I am going to ask because I think I should know. And then also, so I had the zombie, right? And I'm ready like cross-eyed. And then, um, there's an Asian woman who owns the bar and she was hilarious and she bought me and my mother Jack and Honey. And that was so amazing. Who is texting me right now? Come on. Come on. Um, but I turned that off because we don't have time for that on this podcast. We don't have time for interruptions. So, yeah. So, she bought us Jack and Honey and that was, that was pretty fun. I was already shipwrecked. Shipwrecked. And then she gave me the Jack and Honey and then I downed that. And then my hangy ball was not having it um but yeah speaking of the coconut you know little coconut famojis that they had i always wanted to hit somebody over the head with a coconut like either hit them over hit them over the head with it or throw it at them from a distance i would love either one because i think it would sound like this and if it doesn't i don't want to do it but if it makes that noise I'm going to be compelled to do it. And if I'm going to assault somebody, it will be with a coconut. And honestly, like, if you're going to fight me, I'm going to come with weapons and it's going to be a coconut. Like, not guns or knives, but a coconut. I will bring that. So, I would pick your fights wisely. Because if you pick one with me, I'm coming fully loaded. So, and that's a threat. That's not, that's not a, what's the saying? That's not a promise, that's a threat. Something to that effect. So take it seriously, because I will. And they're cheap, so that's another thing. So you know I'm serious, because if it's cheap, it's going to happen. I'll buy it. And what other weapon can you buy for less than $5 at your grocery store? And it's easily accessible. Like, fight me, bitch. And then the person gets up from getting hit with a coconut, and then I throw another one. I come extremely prepared and bring multiple coconuts to the fight. Okay, so you know how I said, ¿Cómo estás? ¿Cómo estás usted? In the beginning of the podcast. That means, hi, how are you? In English. And hi, how are you? That's rounded SpongeBob right there. That's normal SpongeBob. And normal SpongeBob reminds me of that beauty cult that I've spoken about in the past. And I feel a little nervous to say it because I have multiple cults um coming after me like I have I have the Scientologist Scientologist I have them and I've made fun of Hillary Clinton's attire so she's probably they probably have me on like the government watch but I'm just gonna you know what like I said if somebody's gonna fight me they know what it is they know I'm coming with the coconuts they know I'm coming with the coconuts so I'm going to say it. And the beauty cult that you've all been wondering about is, drumroll please, Monat. The beauty cult is Monat or Monet in French. And no matter what social media I go on to, I'm trying to be inducted. They're attempting to induct me. And they all literally remind me of rounded Spongebob. Normal Spongebob. Like, hey, how are you? Do you want to make two incomes? Have a flexible schedule? And get a free BMW? And trips to Hawaii? And Las Vegas? Now you see why this is problematic? I'm being slowly indoctrinated. And I don't even know it. I know the entire script, and I'm not a Monat representative. I can't even stop what is happening. It's just happening. I'm surrounded. Oh my god, my voice there? Like, I actually normally sound like normal Spongebob. Like I was doing the voice, and then now that I was listening back to me talking after, (laughs) I literally sound like normal Spongebob. But let me get back to what I was saying here. So, like, why buy food for your family? When you can buy Monette. And then they start blinking. And twitching profusely. Like they're actually robots. But. Why buy food for your family. When you can. <laughs> have a trip. To Hawaii. Or. Make multiple incomes. <laughs> it's like a horror movie. Like actually I can make a horror movie out of this. Or. Why feed your family when you can grow better hair and sculpt your curls? (laughs) So now if I show up dead within the next few weeks, this gives you an inkling to who did it. Probably wasn't HC because I haven't mocked her friggin pantsuit in some time. And I haven't mentioned the the other cult, the S name cult, because they're watching me too. So, it's not them. So, it could be Monat or Monet. And they also have a pet line now. And I shouldn't know this, but I do. Like, I could easily become a member. And that's the scary part. Because I have no interest in it. I don't want to sell these products. I don't want to have a group of people that supposedly treat me like family. I, I don't want it, but somehow there's a piece of my brain that has Monat labeled on it and I, I'm trying my best to avoid it and it's there. Like that's how a cult works. They slowly break you down emotionally and mentally until you give in. But first they need to make it known to you what they're supposedly about. And I know. I could write a Monat handbook, and it's bad. Like I'm so caught up in this to the point where now I watch like people feuding about Monat, like I like the people that sell it feud with other people because other people are making like videos and like saying things like Monat made my hair fall out and stuff like that. And I don't know. Like I said, I've never tried the products. I'm trying to avoid the products like the plague because I don't want to be involved. Because next thing you know, I'm going to be in jail for running a Ponzi scheme or something like that. So I just don't want to be involved. But I just love, like, these girls will make, like, TikTok videos. And it's like, my hair didn't fall out. See? And I'm making six figures. Like, if you have to constantly say you're not a cult or a pyramid scheme or that your hair doesn't fall out, most likely those things are happening. So if you're going to get involved with Monette, just be careful. Just be careful. Me... I'm trying to avoid the path to destruction. But if you are involved or know somebody somebody involved, that's cool. Just be careful. Because you never know what lurks around the, co- the corner. <laughs> I was going to say coconut. <laughs> that was me hitting a Monat representative with a coconut. And you know what's awesome? This would be honestly an interesting fight. Because if I were to hit one of them with a the coconut, they would hit me with a coconut scented body wash and if a body wash comes in like a hard plastic container they might they might actually do damage you know if it's not like one of those soft plastic like squeeze bottles if it's like the hard plastic that'll be a good matchup that would be a good matchup so also if you're listening to this podcast and you're a monat representative and you disagree with me and want to go at it like we can find a place find a time I'll bring a coconut, you bring a coconut-scented, coconut-flavored body wash that's made of hard plastic, and we could see who reigns victorious. And I think that that would be literally groundbreaking. Like I think that would be more important and more, more groundbreaking, if I didn't say that already than the presidential election, because that's gonna be insane. But I think that this would just be in every way, shape or form more important. So if you're listening to this and you're like, you know, grinding your teeth and like making a fist out of your hands because you hate what I'm saying right now, just hit me up and we can make this happen because I think that this would be an awesome matchup and a fair fight. So if you got that hard body wash, hit me up. So the Emmys took place this past weekend And I was hoping that Everything Euphoria won because if you know me, you know I love that show. And Zendaya won for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama Series and she's the youngest actress to do so. They also won Outstanding Contemporary Makeup and Outstanding Original Music and Lyrics. And if any of you haven't seen the show and you were questioning if Zendaya can really act because she did Disney... And which was never like a thing for me. Like, if any acting to me, um, it takes a lot to get up there. So I respect it, even if it's bad acting. But I honestly never really watched any of her shows. Like, I knew of a uh, Twisted Up that show, but I never really watched it because I was a little bit past my Disney times. I think I was getting old, but I still, I still love and watch Disney. I, I love that. But uh, I that was past my like prime of watching the shows. Um, you know, if you were questioning it, she so deserves that. She is amazing in euphoria like completely embodies the character of rue and literally is the best show on tv since game of thrones but before i get to that because i know that's controversial for some of you guys so let that let that sink in that i said that but they won for makeup and the thing that i love about that show is that like in any other show, you can't you can't just do that and it's like accepted. It's like oh wow, like the makeup that they that they wear in the show is nobody wears makeup like that, like very rarely. Um, so to do that, they took a risk doing that because people could have been like, oh, this is weird or the show's stupid or like they took a risk doing that and it makes the show a better show and it's completely believable within the realm of the show. And I just think that they did such a great job. Not only is the story well done, and that's what you need. You know, the the script, the writing has to be there. And then the show is great. But without the writing, there's no... The show isn't good without the writing. The writing makes the show. And then everything else is a bonus if the writing's good. So the makeup, just amazing. And so different and new and refreshing to see. And also won that, deservingly so. And the music for the show. Labyrinth does most of the music for the show. He did, like, the soundtrack for it. They have other songs, of course, but he's the bulk of it. And he sings... (laughs) 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 Yeah, so check it out because if you don't know what I'm saying, if you don't know the song that I'm singing, you're just going to be like, what is she doing? But if you go look up that song, you're going to say, was that Mary? Was that Labyrinth? So check it out, and then tell me. Because if you put us both in a room and you're blindfolded, you might not be able to tell. I liked his music before, but I'm in love with his work on Euphoria. So, highly recommend. 10 out of 10. But Zendaya was a dream in that show. Truly inspiring. And just one of the best performances I've seen in a long, long, long time. So, congrats to her. And she's so young, too. So, that's... Wow, what an accomplishment. So... Speaking of Game of Thrones, like what I was saying before, Hands Down is the best show on television since Game of Thrones ended. Since Game of Thrones ended. So, listen to what I'm saying here. And absolutely the best show of the year for me. And I'm not talking about recurring shows either. Because I know there's a bunch of shows that they're in like their 10th or 11th season. I haven't seen some of those. But in my opinion, the best show of the year. Last year. But that's my opinion! Uh, The two newscasters with the funny filters on their face. That's what that is so speaking and if you want to fight me about it you know what i'm coming with you know what i'm coming with so we can talk we can be civil but if you want to fight me you say no euphoria is not the best show on tv if you want to fight me you know what i'm coming with coconuts in my in my pocket coconuts in my pocket i got coconuts in my pocket so i got a coconut in my rari 17 shots no 38 that's a Fetty Wop song. And I used to say in high school, I got a Glock in my Honda, 17 shots, no 38, because I have a Honda fit and it's like a miniature minivan. Best show on TV since Game of Thrones, period. Question mark. No question mark, actually. I take that back. Explanation point. Explanation point. Two explanation points. And also, some of the other, some of my, some of the other best shows, some of the other best shows. Why does that sound odd? Some of the other best shows on television ever, in my opinion. Game of Thrones, The Wire, Breaking Bad, and Homeland. Just to give you guys a little taste of greatness. You know, check them out in no specific order. Those shows are the greatest, for me, the greatest of all time. That is my list, the greatest of all time for drama. Excluding comedy because I would have to really sit down and think about that. So check them out. We can discuss but truly amazing television, amazing television. And Homeland doesn't get the respect it deserves. And in a time where there's not a lot of good television, like it's just not, TV is not what it used to be. I sound so old when I say that, but just, I don't think a lot of people care about what they're writing and what you're writing becomes what is being acted. And if the writing's not there, there's a limitation to the acting and then overall the show. It's just not what it could be. And with those shows, I mean reaching perfection. There's no such thing as perfect, but those shows are the best pieces of art I've seen on television in a long time. So highly recommend 10 of 10, Explanation point, no period, period with a T. Speaking of Game of Thrones, I have a fantastic story that involves Game of Thrones. So... When Game of Thrones was reaching its last season, or I think second to last season, they were doing this like pop-up in the city, in New York City. And my dad was telling me in the newspaper that they were going to have some kind of dragon's landing in the city and you can go see it. And I thought it was gonna be like this big animatronic dragon. And mind you, I skipped school for this and convinced one of my friends to, to skip school skip a day of college to come with me. And we took a train to the city and I thought it was going to be this big animatronic dragon breathing fire. It was literally a smoking pile of rubble, a smoking pile of garbage. It was like rocks with like a fake, like lights that looked like fire. And they would just make like, there was like a little speaker there and it would have dragon noises in the background. And I was like, what is this? I literally got there at like five in the morning to see that. So I wanted to see it before there, if there was, if there was going to be a crowd, I wanted to see it before that happened. So I was like, oh man, what, what is this? I was like cursing and stuff like that. And my friend was like, what is going on? And one of the people who worked for HBO was there and I struck up a conversation with him somehow, or somebody was talking to him and I ran into them and he was saying in five minutes, I'm going to say everybody line up. And the first 10 people are going to get tickets to like an event tonight. So I was like, that's perfect. So I was standing right behind this guy. And then he literally said, all right, everybody line up. First 10 people are going to get tickets. And everybody lined up really quickly. And I lined up. It was me and my friend. And we got tickets. And remind you to remind you, it was like 5 in the morning or something. This was happening 5 or 6, maybe 7 in the morning. And we got the tickets. And then the guy was like, yeah, but the event's not until 7. But I was like, I'm staying because I love... I'm a huge Game of Thrones fan. Like I said, one of the best shows on television. Um, when Game of Thrones is on, I eat, I ate, slept, and drank Game of Thrones. That I love Game of Thrones. So we had a bunch of time to kill. And we... So I remember we literally went to Barnes & Noble and we slept at the Barnes & Noble. We were like pretending to read books and we slept. And then we went to a Dwayne Reed because we were thirsty. And my friend had this really long trench coat on. And we were, she has, and the funny thing about it with the trench coat, she had these huge pockets in the trench coat. Huge. Like, you could probably fit a child in those pockets. So, we wanted a water, but we wanted to see what was the biggest water that could fit in her trench coat. And I don't even think we were trying to get a large water. I think we just wanted to see, like, what could fit in her trench coat. And me and her are in the water area, seeing which the biggest water that can fit in her trench coat pocket and that looks like we're trying to steal water and there was a huge water it was like almost like a gallon one and we put it in her pocket and she's like you know almost like falling to the ground because it's so heavy and a Dwayne Reed employee walks by and he looks at us really quizzically and then walks away but then we didn't realize till later we're like why was he looking at us like that and then we didn't even realize what it looked like. Because we really, we were just playing around. We were trying to see what could fit in her pocket. How many things or like how, you know, how heavy something could be and fit in her pocket. And then we realized, wow, he thought we were stealing a two gallon thing of water in my French trench coat. So that was, it's so funny. Because it looked literally like this can happen in a sitcom. And this was real life. So we did that. And then the tickets were like VIP because it was like the first 10 we got like a VIP treatment so after Dwayne Reed we walked over it was in Herald Square um and we were like oh she's like Mary Grace that's my name whatever it was so cool like they're like you're on the list and I was like oh and they gave us a gift bag and it had like the whole season it was like a you know the season set it came in um which is like five discs with like bonus feature we got it like a day before it came out And they gave us, like, bobbleheads, coasters. And on a side note, my friend is Asian. And at her house, she has, like, a cabinet full of, like, Asian antiques. And one day, I went over to her house. And they gave us a little Khaleesi bobblehead in this box. This, like, little gift bag box. Box, gift gift bag. And in the cabinet was little Khaleesi. And I said, did you put that in there? And she's like, no, my mother did. So, Khaleesi was with the asian china and last time i went over i realized she wasn't in there so since then she's been removed so back to the story i was like i'm like on oh, cloud night we were like in the first two rows as well because we were, a v- we were we were vip and we didn't know what the event was so we got there and we were just sitting there and then i thought that they were gonna like i didn't know what they were gonna show but they ended up showing us like bonus features on the disc before anybody saw it, which was really cool. And they had this, they put like dragon lights, but they're not, they look like dragons flying around on the buildings. I thought there was going to be a bunch of accidents because it was highly distracting, to be honest with you. And I probably would have gone to an accident if I saw that. Like, is that a real dragon? But is on, it's honestly, is that a chicken? Is honestly, uh, it was a, Really cool to see that. I've never seen anything like that in my life. Is that a chicken? Kylie Jenner. So that was really cool. And then they played the um the dragon noises. And it was, I was like, this is so amazing. Like I came here at five in the morning, I saw a pile of rubble. And then this is what ended, ended up happening. And I thought it was over after that. And they said, everybody who's a VIP, wait. Because we have one last surprise for you. And I thought we were going to meet Tyrion Lannister of House Lannister. I thought we were going to meet him because he was doing SNL that weekend. And they brought us into a tent, and this is the best part, that my friend doesn't hasn't seen one minute of Game of Thrones. She came along for the ride, and God bless her heart for that. Because she literally slept at a Barnes & Noble, saw a pile of rubble, and got stared at by a Dwayne Reed employee for fitting something that was too large in her pocket. All for a show that she hasn't even seen, she knows nothing about. The whole time she's like, This is so cool. This is so cool. I wish I knew what was going on. And then we go into the tent, and I thought it was going to be Tyrion Lannister of House Lannister, but it wasn't him. It was Sir Davos, but I was still like, This is amazing. Because just meeting anybody from Game of Thrones, it's so cool because none of them are like from America. So it's like, You never see any of these people floating around. So it's so cool. And I said, You kick ass. You are absolutely amazing. And he was like, Oh, thank you. And he like hugged me, and we took a photo. And it was so funny. My friend has a photo with him and she's like pointing to him and she's like, I don't even know who that guy is. I think she put on Facebook. She was like me with some guy from Game of Thrones, which is fantastic. And yeah, just a day that, you know, it started out with us looking at a flaming piece of garbage ended up being, you know, one of my favorite nights of my life. So, and it was, of course, packed with shenanigans because this is how my life is. There's never just like a, there's never a subtle moment. There's never a, just a normal occurrence. Something is always, there's always like a wrench thrown into the gears, but sometimes it's a good wrench. So, I don't really know if that even makes sense, you know, throwing a good wrench into that because it was a good situation. I don't really know. But I hope you guys get the sediment because that's what I'm going for here is the sediment. What else did I do this weekend? Oh, I actually saw a guy with a Chico tattoo. So that's super interesting and reminds me of the time I saw a guy. I went to some Mets event and that was like on the water in the city somewhere. And he literally had brand names tattooed on his body. Like he had the Puma Puma. He had Planet Fitness and it looked legit. Like I could see if it was all one brand then he was probably doing a commercial that day or something like that. But he literally had like three or four brands tattooed on his body. So, I always wonder about that guy. I mean, I at least think about him once a day. So, I just wonder, what's the story? And I wish I would have asked. You know, those are, those are one of those moments that it's like, if I could turn back time, I would have asked him many questions because I'm still dealing with those questions today. Yeah, but the guy with the Chico tattoo, I saw him online while me and my dad were waiting to get Cowboy Bob Orton's autograph. And that's Randy Orton's father. He's a wrestler. They're both wrestlers. And we were online. We saw the guy with the Chico tattoo. And... Bob Orton, his nickname was Ace, which is my dad's nickname. Everybody calls him Ace, and he calls himself Ace. So that's just a cool little tidbit. That's what people did back in the 60s and 70s. But he is Ace, the legendary Ace, my father. So we met this guy, Bob Orton, and he's famous for hitting people over the head with a cast on. And when he does that, it makes this noise. Yeah, and we waited an hour for that man, but I told him that he should hit my father over the head with a cast, but he didn't have a cast on. So the least he could have done was, you know, at least act the part. You know, that means he would have sustained the injury for what, thirty years, but I think that would have made the experience. Like instead of like a eight and a half out of ten, maybe a ten out of ten. Because then he could actually like hit people with the with the cast on his arm. And that's what I was, I was hoping he would do to my father, but sort of kind of fell on deaf ears, just smiled. But it was one of those smiles where it's like, what are you talking about? Or, all right. It wasn't a smile like, hmm, you know, good one. So, but yeah, that would have been great. That would have been great. I also watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation with Matthew McConaughey. And the movie was released in 1995, 3.3 out of 10 on IMDb. 14% 14% on Rotten Tomatoes. So, that should explain a little bit before I get into it. But if you don't know Matthew McConaughey, he's from the Lexus commercials. And he says, this is what luxury tastes like. And then he does a swan dive into the ocean. But it had him and then it also had a young Renee Zellweger. So, she must have been Zellweger. I don't know how to f- how to say her name. I always say it really quickly so then I don't know. So, I don't... Renee zell wager zell wager i don't know either way i think works but yeah honestly that movie is hilarious and not because i'm a psycho which i'm not (laughs) um yeah now it just sounds like i'm a psycho actually but um no it's actually hilarious and let me give you some instances of why okay so spoiler alert matthew mcconaughey has a robotic leg which I don't understand why he even has that to begin with and he likes killing people so Leatherface can have a new face so he ran over Brunel Zellweger's prom date and this guy is creepy so creepy and then she's like I'm gonna walk into the middle of the woods and try to find this guy her prom date who Matthew McConaughey with the robotic leg killed and then he's acting weird and he's like hey hey doll you need a ride or something like that to her and she's like um no i'm looking for no i'm looking for my for my boyfriend and he's like Uh he's probably he's probably gone or something like that he says something like that like something that was like a normal person wouldn't say he's probably gone and he starts trying to drive off but she has like the door open and she's like halfway and she's like oh no um wait don't leave uh wait a minute and then she like gets in the car with him So, girl, come on. That's already problematic. And I I was like, she did not just get in the vehicle. And Matthew McConaughey just murdered her prom date. So, and there's another part of the movie where they're all sitting at a table. Matthew McConaughey's crazy family, which includes Leatherface. Maybe they're not even family. I don't know. But then there's a bunch of dusty people. Literally dusty people. They look like they've been hiding under my kitchen cabinet for like decades they're sitting there and they all have their eyes closed and they look dead and then some old guy that i thought was dead the entire movie is apparently alive and he just gets up and leaves the table like if that's supposed to be a horror movie that's actually comedy and the whole the whole time you think like Leatherface is going to be terrifying and he's over there putting lipstick on his fake face and it's hilarious and he just like screams all the time and cries and it's like what you know, Matthew McConaughey with his creepy leg scares me more. And that's literally the funniest movie I've seen in a while. Like, that's funnier than some comedies I've seen. And there's another scene where this woman who apparently is with the Matthew McConaughey crazy family, which includes Leatherface or Leatherhead, whatever his name is, she works at some law firm, but she's trapping these people to bring them to that crazy house where Leatherface is. And there's a part where she's hitting some girl with a stick and this girl was hanging in the house on like a meat cleaver. So she should be dead. And she apparently crawled out of the house somehow that there's a bunch of hillbillies living in this house, crazy hillbillies living in this house. And she's crawling out into the middle of the road. And then this girl who owns like the firm, but is also just like um, a front to get these people to the house. She's like, she stops and sees the girl in the middle of the road and then she starts poking her with her stick. And then it sounds like this. It literally sounds like this. Like she's hitting her so lightly, physically hitting her so lightly. And then the sound is like, it's like the coconut, but really low. So let me see. I think I recorded that because I was laughing so hard. Give me a second. <laughs> that little sound is her hitting her with the stick and her face looks like she's hitting it, hitting her really hard. And she's literally tapping her with the stick and literally is focus this entire movie is just to look pretty. He's putting on lipstick and makeup the entire time. And then some people at the end, I, th- there's some old people drinking Bloody Marys in a trailer and then uh, they die. So I just don't, they introduce them with like two minutes after the movie. So as a horror movie, zero out of 10. As a comedy, 10 of 10. 10 out of 10. I honestly felt more sad for Leatherface than afraid of him. Um... Because there's something, there's something really wrong with that man. There's something wrong. I actually got chased by somebody with a chainsaw once. I don't know if it was real or fake, but I felt the air from it. And that was scary. Because if I would have just fell by mistake, that could have been the end. I also watched House of a Thousand Corpses. And that movie was awful. My sister asked me what movie should we watch. And I've heard of that movie. So I said, well, watch it. I was exhausted. And that was the night I got shipwrecked. So I slept through the whole thing and then when I woke up she was extremely mad at me because her and her mother, suffered, her and her mother, her and my mother, our mother, uh, they watched the whole movie and they suffered through it and she was mad at me because I fell asleep and she felt like I wasted her time. And that movie was awful. I couldn't even keep my eyes open. I think I'd rather have a nightmare than watch that movie or watch Paint Dry. I watched Cuties. I think in my opinion it was absolute garbage. I, th- I understand what she was trying to do but I just think it could have been done in other ways. By using maybe making it a documentary where you're actually showing things that have happened. But I think putting girls in this position only makes it worse and doesn't make it better. Like I, I understand, I get what she was trying to do, but I just think she failed miserably at it. I think ever, anytime you saw something that was really disturbing, she just topped it and topped it and topped it. And it was just at the point where it was so unnecessary. Like there were times I couldn't even look at the television because it's just disturbing. And, like, you could have got the message without all of that. And the movie is about a young black girl who's from a Muslim family and she wants to dance and because her family isn't, like, very approving of that type of thing along with that, you know, the society, young girls and young kids are very, um, you know, introduced to a lot of explicit things at a young age and how that affects them, and also that you know, kids now at like 12 or 13 are dancing provocatively or even younger and listening to music that has curse words in it. or I guess, from the movie looking at porn. I, I, I just think she, she missed, she missed it for me. I, I just think, I think honestly having a young black girl that is a Muslim, her wanting to dance could have been a story that hasn't been told yet and i think that would have been interesting enough and i could even understand if she was doing that to help you understand what's going on in the movie and it like sort of kind of kind of supplemented the movie and it didn't i think it was just like inappropriate to be inappropriate i just don't think it was necessary i get if those things were being done to make you be like oh wow and it, it connects things throughout the movie but it didn't i just think it was I think she literally was provocative to have people talk and watch the movie. Talk about the movie and watch the movie. That's my opinion. Um, I just think she could have done it in a way where it, where it would have been just received better. And I don't know if she did it just to get people to be like, oh, the, the gasp factor of it. So that's disturbing to me if that was done in that way to get people to talk about it. Because it could have been an interesting story without that. And she could have just had one provocative dance. And people would have got the message. You didn't have to continue and have this girl doing things on the floor. And tries to have sex with her older cousin that's like 30 or something. It's just like to the point where like we get it. We understand what you were trying to do. She didn't have to do all that. So I understand, you know, why people are saying, oh, but it's, uh, this, you know, reflecting the time and stuff like that. Like I do get young girls and young kids in general are very exposed to these things and, you know, are, are dancing on TikTok provocatively and listening to other things and seeing things that they shouldn't. But I just think I just think it could have been expressed in a way where you didn't have to, like, exploit these kids. And realistically, I, I don't think a lot of kids are doing what she showed in the movie. Disturbing, and I don't recommend it. I think a zero out of ten. Um, so... I'm telling you. I mean, I couldn't even watch some of it. That's how awful it was. But let me let me move on. Let me move on. We also watched uh, Saturday Night Fever. And that's been on my list for a long time. I've always wanted to watch that. And I said it's my birthday. I'll force my family to watch it. These are my thoughts on Saturday Night Fever. But spoiler alert. Because I'm going to expose a lot of things here. So, I... The ending for me. It was the ending for me. Come on. So they were doing well. Like, first of all, the girl, the girl, Stephanie, she didn't really like John Travolta in the beginning. She was like, get out, get out of here, you punk, you know? And he's like, hey, yo, hey, hey, what, what about, hey, what about, what? So that's what he was doing the whole movie. And then, so she, like, denied him whatever, and he wants to dance with her for this disco competition 2020 at the 2020 club. So he wants to dance with her. And she's like, no, you you just, you're just the, so uh, so he wanted to dance with her and you know they end up sort of kind of you know they don't like each other and then they're finally starting to like each other she's finally starting to like him and then he tries to have sex with her in the car and she's not for it so he literally tries to rape her in the car and I mean if he didn't do that they would have been fine at the end, they end up holding hands. So, I mean, she did like you, and then you did that. So unbelievable. And my favorite part of the movie is he goes up to her because she's in a dance studio. And he started kind of stalking her. So all this is romanticized. And she's dancing. Uh, da-da, some kind of classical shit. And she's dancing. And then he comes in. He's like, hey, you way Hey, hey. And she's like, hey. And he... Was like, hey, you a? If you don't want to dance with me, are you you a bitch? Or are you a good girl? Are are you a bitch? So he says that, and after he says that, she's like, eh? and then she, he starts dancing. He dances away and he does like the the fingers pointed at her and smiles. He's like, hey. So he literally called her a bitch and then danced away. And. And he's just like, Hey, you, you wanna, I'm gonna go to the club and I'm gonna, you know, hey, and my, my hair, watch my hair. Hey, hey, and you're gonna, and, and Father Vinny, and then, hey, Ma, you, was the, you got the meatballs or no? And then the grandma's like, I, I, uh, hey, 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 she's like, hey, hey. hey. And he's like, Grandma, I, hey, hey my mother and I love I told my mother I was watch I watched the movie and then she was like can I tell you a secret and I'm like what and then she's like I love the Bee Gees like I love them and I never told anybody that because I was always you know I didn't want people to like joke on me and I said mom who am I gonna tell all your friends are in their 90s so and I love it because the day I told her that I was coming home from work and I was blasting in my car, more than a woman. No, I gotta do that again. More than a woman. More than a woman to me. So I am my mother's daughter. Must be something near the water or then I'm my mother's daughter. back Becca, 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 Becca boy. Ooh. And she shouldn't feel ashamed because I feel the same way. I love the Bee Gees. But one thing, let me tell you, John Travolta's dancing in that movie is impeccable. And I can only aspire to be like that. Like, if I was born in the disco times, I would be him and he would be me. The moves are amazing. Story, eh. I expected more. But also the soundtrack. More than a woman. And staying alive. Ha, 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 ha. Staying alive. And then... How deep is your love? How deep is your love? Amazing. Soundtrack for that movie, A1. A1 steak sauce. Overall, like I said, the story isn't there. So, the story isn't there. What kind of ending is that? You mean to tell me I watched two and a half hours of a and John Travolta friggin' doing a triple bypass on, the, on the, the dance floor to see that ending? To see Holding Hands as the ending? Unbelievable you know 10 out of 10 for the dancing 10 out of 10 for you know the comebacks the sassy comebacks by by John Travolta and then but everything else low ratings low ratings for me but other than that I think that's that has been my week and it has been pretty eventful in the least this is long overdue but I want to shout out some people I want to shout out Ace, which is my dad, Matt, Big Mikey, Shanae, Money Melissa, Ash Money, Cash Money, Chloe, Yanni. I appreciate all of you. Thank you for all the love and support you've given me throughout the whole time of me making this podcast. I appreciate you. Thank you. You don't know how much I really appreciate it and how much I love you guys. And anybody who's listening, I appreciate you as well. And thank you for tuning in to this inma- to this inma- to this misadventure which is my life and which is now my podcast this is for you